From Relay FM, this is Analog episode number 42. Today's show is brought to you by lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. Red Hat, different for the sake of better technology, and Uni, a wood fired oven that is fast, portable, and affordable so you can cook lovely pizza. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined as always by the one and only Mr. Casey Liss. Hello, Mike. How are you, sir? I am very well. How are you? I'm well. Um, things are a little bit off in the Liss household. Everything's fine, but um, we are getting our air conditioning redone in its entirety back at the homestead. And that includes like not only the outside unit, not only the furnace on the inside, but all the ductwork in the walls and in the attic and in the crawl space and all that junk. So because of that, I'm actually coming to you live from my parents' house. <laughs> and <laughs> I have my same mic set up with the exception of my boom arm. Instead, I'm on a uh, little desk stand thing. But my whole world is kind of upside down. So this is going to be a little bit of an adventure for everyone. Um, and if I sound echoey or otherwise peculiar, then uh, blame me. It's not because Mike forgot how to edit. It's because I'm in a weird and different environment. Yeah, my me forgetting to edit is a whole other thing. <laughs> that would be a much larger problem. Uh-huh. Oh, well, a couple of people have mentioned recently that sometimes it seems like I leave things in the show that you want me to cut out. I don't know if you've seen any of this I did feedback. see that, and I got very nervous and then just figured, well, it is what it is. Yeah, so I don't know what it was, but sometimes it's, it's going to be one of a few different things. Either we make a joke about take that out, Mm-hmm. or you missed it in your listen-through, That's or I actually, missed it in the edits. I expected that it was that I genuinely wanted to take something out, and then I just completely blanked when I was doing my edit, just like you said. Yeah, there so. is actually sometimes a fourth one. You've found it. I know it's there, but it's too hard to edit. That I can't remember a time that's happened, but I... Because, oh no, you don't know because I don't tell you. <laughs> because there's, no, there's nothing you can do. Like yep. if if the if it's basically because sometimes you like me to remove things that you would just prefer to do over or to try again or something like that mm-hmm. or something that you think sounds like really awkward or boring. Right, but right. sometimes either I don't agree with you or uh, they're too hard to edit with, without making a clean edit point, so I just leave them in. Hmm. Um, See, this is this is the thing I don't know if you know that I actually do put I I, I make production decisions uh, for this show without my approval. Yes, there are sometimes <laughs> where you say there are sometimes you put in your like, so basically what happens is uh, Casey listens to the show and he provides me with a list of edits, um, most of which I complete correctly. Um, but there are sometimes <laughs> Casey will say something to me like, "Oh, this bit was really boring," and I listen to it and don't agree with him. And if I don't agree with him, I don't take it out. Now, in general, for things that are not, I don't know, life or death, or let's say things that are not health related, would you prefer to be ignorant and not be told these sorts of things? Like if the roles were reversed and I was the one doing the edits, would it? Would you prefer me not to tell you like you do to me? Or would you rather know, oh man, you know, Mike, I'm sorry, I tried to do the edit on blah, 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 but I just couldn't figure it out. I'm sorry, bud. I prefer not to know because that's like no harm done because I don't know what like this is something I wanted to take out. It's not going to affect anyone negatively. It was just something you prefer to change. But if it can't be changed, all you're going to do is be upset about it. If you don't know about it, then it's no harm, which is why I don't tell you. So if you want me to, to give you a blow by blow. Oh, God. Yeah, no way. No way. In fact, <laughs> a long time ago, 
I had a, um, I think a very mature realization and, and I had this like in high school or college or something like that. And it occurred to me that, you know what, if friends of mine are talking smack about me behind my back and as long as it's not like, you know, really, really egregious, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I'd rather them get that out of their system. Like, oh God, Casey's such an, I don't know. He's so full of himself or whatever. Maybe, maybe the opposite. He's so self-deprecating. It drives me nuts. I can't stand it. You know, something like that. Dude, you and Steven, just for the sake of conversation, you two have that out between yourselves and don't even, don't even tell me about it. I'd rather not even know. And like the edits like this, I don't even want to know. Just don't even tell me. I will assume it's done and I will be happier that way. And so I, I've come to the realization, as is being said by Joe Steele in the chat, ignorance is indeed bliss. Yeah, it is. So um, we totally got derailed already. This is going to be a long show, apparently. <laughs> All right. So um, let's do a few pieces of quick follow-up. And I think a lot of, or to begin anyway, this is all me. It's all um, on you. Update on my Apple Watch. This is breaking news. do 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 Oh, I man, have... That's so good. That's just so usable for everything. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, we'll have to cut that out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Apple Watch update. The actual Apple Watch that I ordered about five or ten after seven on whatever the pre-order day was has shipped. That is the oh. good news. So it will be here in time for WWDC, even though that doesn't really matter anymore anyway. Um, the problem, however, is that I'm not going to be home tomorrow. The only people that are going to be home are the people working on the AC, and God only knows if UPS will let them sign for it or not. So I'm not really sure what I'm going to do because home is about 45 minutes away. So what my, are you going to do with that thing then? Uh, I'm going to sell it to a friend of mine. I think at pretty much face value. Um, Great, but you know, basically pay it forward, like I think I had said on the show. But um, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to let the um, the UPS guy bounce it tomorrow, unless he does let the the AC guy sign for it. And then I plan on going back into the office on Thursday, and I think what I'll do is I'll swing by my house and put up the extremely chintzy and very cheap and very sketchy looking, no UPS guy, please leave it. Here's my signature. I'll put that piece of paper on the uh, on the front door, and they'll just leave it, and uh, I'll tell the AC guy to just put it in the house somewhere. But I just wanted to let you know that, as it turns out, my impatience was unnecessary because I would have had an Apple Watch by WWDC regardless. It would have been late. It would have been very late. Naren would have had hers for what, like three weeks now, and I would have died every one of those. Well you days. would have just you would have just stole it from her. Ah no, it's a pink band or coral, if you will, and that uh, you, uh, you would you would have got used to it. I'm pretty confident in my uh situation here, title. And uh I don't know if I'm that confident, but that's okay. And speaking of Aaron, an update on Aaron's laptop. I believe it was before we recorded the show that I murdered her laptop, is that correct? Yes. Okay. I had a real struggle with chronology then. <laughs> Sorry, so did I. So, um, so yeah, so Aaron's laptop is in the hands of Apple. Um, as it turns out, I have gotten a million different pieces of feedback as to how expensive it would be. The answer is, the moment I made even passing reference to water being involved in the issues, pretty much all conversation with the genius stopped, and he said, oh, really? Well, that'll be a Tier 4 depot repair, and that'll be $755 plus tax. Thank you very much. So, yeah. Mm. That's unfortunate, to say the least. On the plus side, however, I have had several listeners reach out who um, are associated with Apple in some way, shape, or form, and said, hey, 
Um, you know, if you'd like to use one of my friends and family discount slots, uh, we can arrange that. And that is extremely kind of them to um, to offer. So I really appreciate it. I have chosen. For to... What is this? I don't slots for what? So apparently Apple employees get I think it's up to 10 computers for friends and or family at a like 10 or 15 percent discount each year. So up to 10 computers oh. can be bought. At a to discount buy a new year. one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I could have used that. Sorry, I guess that was a bit ambiguous. I could have used um, one of their friends and family discounts in order to get Aaron a replacement laptop at a slight discount, which was very kind of every single one of them, and I deeply appreciate it. I've also received some other gifts, so there is some good that came from this bad. Um, <laughs> if you notice, I have, as we record anyway, um, I have tweeted a picture of my setup here at mom and dad's and we'll put a link to this picture in the show notes and immediately after tweeting which i did right as we got on the uh, skype call this evening a lot of people pointed out to me oh my god what is that cup doing next to your computer which is fair however you guys don't understand what this mug is this mug is uh i'd say seven or eight inches tall it is very very red and it looks like a coffee mug, which... I know what this is. I wanted one of these. All right, hold on, hold on. So it looks like a coffee mug at first glance, but it looks a little bit tall even for a coffee mug. And why would I have a coffee mug? Because coffee is disgusting. I, I want nothing to do with coffee or anything near it. So what is this thing doing so precariously and close to my work computer? Well, as it turns out, this was a gift from friend of the show, underscore David Smith. Underscore unsolicited decided to send me, let me get this right, a mighty mug. Yeah. This I... mug is made of magic. I know about this for the same reason. I, I don't think it's Underscore that sent me it, but people sent me links to this when I did what I did. Yep. So Underscore, because he's the just the best guy in the world, sent this to me completely unsolicited. I'm going to try my best to give you an a radio show version, a demonstration of how this mug works. And inevitably we'll cut this out. It doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> no, I will, I will, I will do what I need to do to, per, to save the computer. So if you'll forgive a little bit of racket, I'm going to pick up my microphone and move it. So bear with me here. Okay. okay. So I know it's hard to hear because I'm at an angle and this mic doesn't like being in an angle, but the way this mug is so special is if I push it, it will not fall over. And I know you can't see this, but, but listen, that, that mug is not falling over. Not is it bouncing back and forth? It's bouncing like one of those little blow-up animals with the weight at the bottom. However, if I were to grab it and pick it up exactly upright, no problem. No problem yeah. at all. Put it back Magic. down. Nothing. How amazing is that? It's, it's made of magic. I don't even know what to do. Yeah, they're, they're, I saw the, these are really cool. These are really, really cool. And it's got like some sort of weight in the bottom, right? And it, it counterbalances against itself. So you hand, can't knock it down. Hand on heart, I don't understand how this works. So there's some sort of rubber-ish material at the bottom that at a glance looks like a suction cup, but there's not enough enough depth to it in order to be a, a suction cup. Also, the the bottom third of the mug is, it can move just a little bit. Let me Let me give you a little radio demonstration. So it moves just the littlest bit, just a couple of millimeters. But something, I'm assuming it's some sort of vacuum, is created. 
and it allows this mug to not fall over. Had I thought about this in advance, I, I would have like periscoped this moment just so everyone can see it, but it's too late now. Um, but this mug is made of magic, I kid you not. So the reason I am so confident putting a mug this close to the computer is A, it's not a wide open pint glass, and B, one would hope the third time I would finally learn, but most important of all, C, this will probably not fall over. In fact, it is designed not to fall over. Magic. It is made of magic. Very quickly, um, another couple of thoughts on Aaron's laptop. Um, a friend of mine, John H., also I saw him for lunch today, and he donated to me a um, a laptop stand that will get the laptop off of the desk, which was very kind of him because apparently he, um, he didn't need his anymore, so that was very nice. And then... Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that um, you had had a question about going to the Genius Bar. Yeah, so obviously you took it into the Genius Bar to tell them what you'd done. Uh, being a nerd, mm -hmm. do you f did you find that embarrassing? Like, or do you find going to the Genius Bar in general an embarrassing thing? No. I don't find it embarrassing to go to the bar. Like, the act of going to the bar, not embarrassing. The frustrating thing is... As with when you call like your internet service provider and say there's an issue with your internet service and you have to go through all of the rigmarole about, yes, I unplugged the router. Yes, I plugged it back in. No, I can't run this diagnostic that window, that's Windows only because I'm on a Mac. And you have to you spend like an hour doing all of that. Well, the same problem happens at the Genius Bar. Like I said to him, well, you know, I spilled some water on it. I'm pretty confident that the battery is shot. I think the fan is shot as well blah, blah, blah. And so he runs his diagnostic test, fine. Even though at this point he already knew exactly what he was going to tell me. Well, then he wants to, um, he wants me to give him the password for the computer, like the, the, the login password. And I'm like, well, I created a login just for Apple. He says, well, is there a firmware password? No. Well, are you sure? Yes. And we like did this back and forth with like various questions because it was clear he didn't believe me that I, and he didn't think I understood what I was talking about. And in the end, I was like, you know what, just here it is because, you know, here's the main user's login password because I'm, I don't have the energy to go back and forth with you proving to you that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that, that feels like something you shouldn't admit that you did in public. What's you know, that? This just feels like I'm like kind of one of those things where you're going to hear from a million people telling oh. you why you're so dumb for doing what you did. Oh, I'm sure. And that's okay. But I mean, the fact of the matter is I could have spent another 45 minutes going around the, and around and around and around telling him, no, no, no. This is an, well, I did say this is an administrator. It's a system administrator. I made it just for you guys. And he was completely unsympathetic to that whatsoever. Um, I understand, listeners, that you think that this is a travesty. I understand that you think that this is a terrible security violation and that all of our credit cards are now going to be violated because of this system login password. I understand. Please don't email me. It's okay. As Joe Steele says in the chat room. You are going to get emails. I know, but I promise it's okay. I'm, I, I don't need to read the email, and I probably won't. So please do, do, do Uncle Casey a favor. Just don't write that email. It'll be okay. I, I can see from the genius's point of view why they'd make you do that, though. Sure. Because they have to deal with people all the time that Who think, think they're they smart. have got it right. Mm-hmm. And there is also, you know, a potential that you might have got something wrong, even oh, though you sure. do know what you're doing. Which is why I just said, you know what, here it is, because it wasn't worth arguing about it. But yeah. yeah. 
Um, in more happy and interesting news, uh, tell me about Eurovision. <laughs> so Eurovision uh, was last weekend. Um, me and Adina watched it. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. it uh, in in a piece of follow up, so uh, Australia were in the Eurovision because this was the 60th Eurovision, and it was about building bridges. And Australia love Eurovision apparently, so they decided as a one off thing to invite Australia. Um, if Australia won, they would have nominated a European country for the next Eurovision to be held in. Because I don't know if I explained this properly before. Yeah, you did. You said that the whoever wins, they host the next host, year. Yeah. But there is now potential that Australia may come back. Uh, they had one of the best songs of the night, which was, a, a, yeah, I think, good vindication. I think they were, they were really, really great. Um, and it was it was a very interesting thing. I think I explained this, but it's very it becomes very political. Um, it becomes very very political, and it ended up being a point where um, everybody in the audience uh, in Vienna and I we I did this last time where I said that Vienna was a country, which mm-hmm. obviously I I didn't mean uh because it's in austria right but it's right, held right. in vienna I, I just got those mixed up i got a bunch of people telling me about that so it was in austria and i mentioned to you about conchita first right the, the winner from mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. the the uh the lady with the beard basically so it's like a drag it's like a guy right. who wears drag and mm-hmm. so austria has taken this person to heart right uh, and it was effectively, but to the the end towards the end, like the winning countries, it looked like it was either going to be Russia or Sweden that won, mm-hmm. and things were getting heated when Russia looked like they were going to win. It was not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like that. People were kind of going, like they were getting booed. It was you know kind of unfortunate for for the for the you know the young, young lady from Russia who had an incredible song. Um, and you know, she was, she was being treated, um, you know, probably unfairly because of decisions made, uh, that are not hers by people in her country, but I'm pleased that they didn't win because it would have been a, it would have been a, an upset, you know, like for the idea that, you know, people would have been mad and there would have been a lot of anger and, and that kind right. of thing. Um, so yeah, but the 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 winner from Sweden was very very good. It was it was actually quite a fun night. The music was better than I've seen in previous years in, overall, um, and I recommend people catch it next year. It's it's a fun way to spend an evening. Yeah, I mean I can't say I've ever seen it, but um, it it certainly strikes me as interesting. Although I do not think I have the attention span for it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you kind of just have to accept what it is, and once you do that, it's a lot easier to enjoy. Right, right. Well, I yeah. guess that makes sense. All right, um, you have something that we're not going to talk about, so you want to tell me about something awesome? No, we're mentioning <laughs> this just because otherwise people would be mad because That's so many true. people sent us this. Uh, somewhere in, in America, uh, New York, there's a couple of guys... Uh, John Pate Hamilton and Joseph Aboud, they redesigned the Velveeta packet packaging for a uh, project for a design project in in the like university or something in New York, where they basically turned they took all of the uh, ingredients, all of the chemicals that are in Velveeta, 
and put them each in an individual test tube and stack them up inside the, inside the box, effectively trying to highlight what Velveeta is actually made of. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those kind of like, you know, artistic and uh, thought-provoking design experience challenge things. It's like a rack of different test tubes with all sorts of various and sundry and gross-looking chemicals, in, one yep. in each different test tube. Yep. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty shocking to see. But you know, and the idea is to try and show people what they think. Yeah, you know, what it, what it's actually like. Yeah, uh, you know what I thought about this what when I saw this? this. I thought, oh. man, I'd really like some shells and cheese tonight. Of course you did. Of course you did. I mean, I I understand that everyone thinks this is hilarious, and I mean, there's some amount of comedy in it. But you know what? Still like shells and cheese. Still gonna eat it. Still like Taco Bell. Still gonna eat it. Still like oh. CC's pizza. Still gonna eat it. Come at well, me. It was like after the first time I saw Super Size Me and really wanted to go eat McDonald's. Right. I mean, yes, that's a perfect example. Like Super Size Me, I've seen it not in years, but I've seen it. It was disgusting in so many ways. But uh, you know what I'm gonna do if I'm on a road trip and I need something to eat? Probably gonna go to McDonald's. That's not true. I'd probably go to Burger King or Wendy's first. But if I needed to, I'm gonna go to McDonald's. So yeah, I, I understand that this is gross to a lot of people. It's actually kind of gross to me. But is that gonna make me change anything? No. Because you know why? Because I don't eat Velveeta that often, and when I do, it is magnificent. Should we take a break? Yes, please. This week's episode of Analog is brought to you by Lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. You can get yourself a free 10-day trial by visiting lynda.com slash analog. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash analog. Lynda.com is for problem solvers. It's for people that are curious, people who want to make things happen in their lives. It's for people that maybe want to learn how to use Excel after trying for years to understand what a pivot table is. It's for people that want to learn negotiation tactics so they can be better in the boardroom. Or maybe, you know, if somebody wants to build a website or just learn how to use Photoshop or Illustrator, these is just like a small slither of the types of courses and the things that you can learn over at lynda.com. It is there to help you feed your curious mind. You can watch and learn from top experts who are super passionate about teaching. They can teach you things like how to program in Swift. Um, they can teach you iOS app development from the beginning to the end. And then if you want once you've mastered iOS app development, maybe you can go and learn how to make Android apps. Maybe you could learn how to make Android Wear apps. They've got everything. Maybe you want to learn to be a photographer. You want to learn how to be a painter. You want to learn how to be an illustrator. Lynda.com can help you with all of this. You can stream thousands of video courses on demand. You can learn learn on your own schedule. You can learn wherever you want with the iOS and Android apps. You can also watch on the web. You can browse along with their transcripts so you can follow along as you go, or you can search for an answer that you want to find or that you wanted to be reminded of and skip straight to that point in the video. You can create and save your own playlist so you can watch you know, each module or each part of the video however you want in whatever order you want. You can also share these with people as well. And lynda.com is there basically to help you expand your mind in whatever direction it is you want to expand it into. Your Lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, go along and visit lynda.com analog and sign up for your free 10-day trial. Thank you so much to Lynda.com for supporting this show and helping us out at Relay FM. 
So to quickly double down on Linda, um, I've actually been pitching Linda to some coworkers because they've been wanting to learn things that, you know, maybe no one in our company knows particularly, particularly well, but I know Linda will have courses for it. So we're not just, Mike and I aren't just saying that because we're paid to say it. I mean, that's true, but genuinely like check it out because it's really, really good. It's very much like, especially for people doing the sort of stuff that you do, it can be really difficult to and really expensive to get this type of training in oh, any yeah. other way. Mm-hmm. And and you know, the types of people that you would pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to have to help train you on this stuff, these are the exact types of people that create Linda.com videos. So yep. you may as well save yourself a ton of money, time, and aggravation, and sign up at Linda.com/analog. Exactly. All right, so what's our uh, main topic for today? So Tom wrote in, um, and Tom said this, and then we're going to talk about it. So he said, I know you've discussed bits and pieces of your experiences at WWDC and the surrounding events over Analog's run, as well as a bit about conferences before all was on. But I thought it might be interesting to discuss your experiences as a whole and any tips you have for someone coming along. Personally, it's my first time going to a conference, let alone something as big as WWDC. Luckily, I have a ticket and will therefore be thrust into meeting new and interesting people during the day, but I also want to be involved in the evening events and not being the most social of people, I can foresee that being difficult. I'm sure many people would love to meet the two of you and other people they know online. On a side note, I hope Relay is planning something so we're able to meet all of the hosts. Now, there are a bunch of things there that Tom has asked, and I've broken them all down, and I want to go through them a little bit with you, KC. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is talking to people. Because mm-hmm. that is like a fundamental thing which can be difficult in these sort of situations. And it reminds me of a of a, a little a little story. So a couple of weeks ago, I went... Everybody that listens to this show knows that I'm a fan of Hello Internet, which is CGB Grey and Brady Harris podcast. Um, they had a, an event that they did in Bristol Zoo. And it was to... There was like a charity event. You could buy tickets. And I was lucky enough to get myself a couple of tickets. Um, I was in the lottery like everybody else. uh, And I was able to grab myself a couple of tickets. I was quick on the draw. And I was able to get those. And basically it was to help the penguin conservation uh, effort at Bristol Zoo. And with that, you got to go there for the day. They had free entry to the zoo. And you were able to go around and you could go and see this penguin uh, like you had a talk from people that look after the penguins and you could see the penguins being fed. But it culminated in watching Star Wars with David Prowse, who was the man who plays Darth Vader. Uh, that was kind of like the big part of the day. Now, there was maybe like 50 people that were there. And maybe about three people knew who I was and came up to speak to me, which I was very surprised about. I didn't expect that to happen. Uh, because Hello Internet is a very large audience. There's a lot of people that are like in, that are like fans of them, those guys on YouTube. Not ne- and I didn't necessarily think that there would be much of an overlap, let alone enough of an overlap for like I don't know, maybe five percent of the people that were there, maybe ten percent or whatever, depending on how many there were actually there, uh, that were familiar with me enough to come over and say hi. So I was totally unprepared for this. And when I'm unprepared in these situations, I do a terrible job of this stuff. Okay. So, like, my girlfriend was very, was, was, uh, 
not annoyed isn't the word, but she was disappointed in me because people would come over and say hi and I didn't do enough to keep the conversation going. Mm-hmm. Like I'd maybe ask them something, they'd ask me something and then I would kind of not really say anything. <laughs> and this is because... I really struggle in these situations unless I am prepared. Because it is kind of like I don't really know what to say, like I don't really know like I don't I don't really know what to do. Um but if I think about it beforehand, so I'm able to think about things to say. And this is my advice to people that are maybe a little bit like me. Because I can, believe it or not, whilst I am a person that does interviews and stuff like that, I can find it difficult to talk to people that I that I don't necessarily know. Um, unless I am prepared. So when I prepare myself, I think of a, a few things that I can ask people. So if I get caught off guard quickly or run out of things to say, I always have a few things in the back of my head, a couple of talking points or a couple of questions that I can ask people. Or maybe if I'm in like a, like when we were at the upgrade meetup, I, I was just thinking about some stories that I might want to tell or whatever about some interesting things about the show or about just relay stuff or whatever. So I like to just make sure that I'm prepared in that way. Like I don't sit and look in the mirror and talk to myself for an hour before I leave the house. But it's just a case of like, you know, have a few minutes, just think about some stuff, just keep them in the back of my mind. Maybe take a note or two so it helps stick it in there, you know, like grab a field notes, throw some notes in and then it just sticks in my brain a little bit better. But I do this just so if I get caught off guard, um, or if, you know, I'm having a conversation, and this can be with someone like I'm f- even friendly with, you know, and the conversation starts to like to drift away. I've always got some stuff to bring up and to, to help move the conversation along a little bit. Right. So are there any examples that you'd like to give of these sorts of things? WWDC is super easy. Okay. Because we're all there for the same reason. Uh Provided it's past Monday morning, you've got loads of stuff to ask people about. So like, what did you think of this announcement? Have you been working on this yet? Did you take a look at this code? You know, have you installed the beta? Do you know anyone that's installed the beta? Like, did you hear what such and such person has written about it? Like this, in these scenarios, there is a ton of stuff that is all, uh, that is all like open season, which leads me into my favorite John Syracuse story. So I told you, but I don't think I told on the air before. My first WWDC, um, I don't think John knew me at all, uh, but obviously I was a big fan of ATP. And we were at the same party. I think it was iMore's party, the Mobile Nation's iMore party. And uh, John came in and said hello to him, and he said hi. I introduced myself, and I said to him, this is Monday evening, I said to him, what did you think of the, uh, <laughs> what did you think of the announcement today? And he said, we just recorded a podcast about it. <laughs> you should listen to that. <laughs> and I, was, <laughs> I was like, yes, I, you're probably right, John. Uh, and, and I think I asked him another question and he, and he, g- he gave me an answer. But I, I love, it's like my favorite, it's like my favorite answer because yes, the most efficient and best way to get John's opinions will have been to have heard him. And I later found out like you had literally come from the podcast recording to the room, mm-hmm. which just makes it even more so fun. Uh, but I, that is my favorite John Syracuse story uh, because it perfectly encapsulates his efficiency. Uh, but yeah, so uh, coming back from that tangent, 
uh, kind of just keeping in mind, like, keep your opinions, maybe opinions you've read or heard of other people, and ask people about them, see what they think, because during WWDC week, it's all anyone ever wants to talk about anyway, is what's happening in the Apple world, um, and the things that we've seen, and the opinions that we all have about it, so that's a definite good starting point, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I actually wrote a post about this almost exactly a year ago, um, which I think I called being social at WWDC. And the short, short version of that post is, listen, most of us are, or pretty much all of us are nerds in some way, shape or form. And a lot of us are really socially awkward. Like I am on two podcasts every single week. I talk for a couple of hours to the world every single week, but if you put me in a situation where I know no one, I am really, really, really bad at icebreakers. It takes a lot for me to will up the energy and say to somebody, hi, I'm Casey, who are you, you know, and what do you do for a living or something like that? And the thing is, everyone around you is just as nervous and just as scared to do that. And especially in the keynote line uh, Monday morning, which most people get in line before the keynote at five four or five six seven o'clock in the morning um that is the perfect time to make friends with people because inevitably what's going to happen is you're going to be standing around the same group of people for like five or six hours because the keynote starts at what 10 o'clock local is that correct i think that's right i think that's right yeah um so you know if you get in line at six o'clock that means you have four hours to kill before you are going to go and sit down in the, in the keynote room. Oh. And, and so you're probably going to want to do something other than stare at your phone for four hours, if for no other reason than to have give your battery a chance to live for more than those four hours. So talk to whoever's around you. Hey, I'm Casey. What's your name? What do you do for a living? What are you excited? Just like you said, Mike, what are you excited to see today? What are you expecting? Oh, no, there's no way that'll be the case. Or, yeah, you know, I totally agree with you, et cetera, et cetera. This is the perfect time to get away with it. And you know what? You have an instant out if you say something stupid. Oh, man, you know, I'm just not used to being up so early. My world's off. Or if you're one of those crazy coffee drinkers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, geez, I haven't had my coffee yet today, so my world isn't quite right. Um, so, yeah, it, there's plenty of ways to get to know somebody before the keynote. But the thing of it is, is that pretty much all of those same tactics, just like you said, Mike, are applicable the entire time. It's just before the keynote is the easiest time to do it. And I would encourage you to do it before the keynote because you can get it out of the way. You can get used to being that that person that introduces him or herself then. And once you've done it a few times that morning, well, then it's like second nature for the rest of the week. And then you're a superstar who has all the friends because you're the only one who actually opened their mouths in front of anyone else. I don't know. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the other thing that kind of, I think, lends off of this point is being introverted. So I think that to a point I am, like many of us are, a bit of an introvert. And the way that I think that this manifests itself for me is it gets to a certain point in the day or in the week, you know, it can change every time I go pretty much, where I feel like I need to take a break from seeing people. Mm-hmm. I just need to take a little bit of time. I get this at every conference that I go to. If it's just an hour or something like that, I just stay away from either big groups and be on my own or being a very small group, like one or two people, like a close friend or something, and just 
relax and, and not be around just in rooms where there's like 150 people or something like that. So I say you should definitely do that. Um, go back to your hotel, decompress for an hour. Uh, but I think that it's really important to embrace the social aspects, though. Don't spend your entire time there. Spend short bursts of time where you're away. Do it at times where there's not other stuff going on, right? So you're not, like, leaving a party halfway through to go and sit in your hotel room on your own for a bit or maybe have a shower or something. I don't know. Um, maybe go to the pool in your hotel if there is one. Um, you know, just just try and do that and, like, embrace the social aspects because that's where the best part is, really. Yeah. Um, yeah I completely agree. Um, another thing I'd recommend kind of building on that is if you're at the conference and actually in Moscone and going to sessions, don't be afraid to blow off a session or two. Certainly don't blow off all of them, but... Once a day, maybe, or once every other day, blow off a session or two and just sit around outside the, the rooms that the sessions are in. So on the perimeter of Moscone, they'll have lots of leather chairs and sometimes couches and various lounge areas where you can just kind of sit around and soak up the Wi-Fi and, and, and plug in your devices to power up and just kind of chill a little bit. Um, you can go down to the cafeteria, which is on the first floor of Moscone, and there's just tables upon tables upon tables upon tables and when it's not eating time there will still be plenty of people there but you can kind of find your own little area that's basically by yourself and you can go down there and soak up those extremely fast wired internets and you can um, kind of chill there but one of my favorite things to do and a Casey list top tip is to um, is to blow off lunch one or two days and go to one of the surrounding places around Moscone. And I picked this up from Marco because Marco tends to do this probably one out of every other lunch. Um, what he'll do is he'll just go and get a lunch outside of Moscone. Now, oftentimes that means you might have to miss either part of or an entire session before or after lunchtime, but it's a really great way to just kind of chill for a little while and be outside of the craziness. And so... Um, as a great example, there's a place right around the corner from Moscone. It's a sandwich shop, and its name is escaping me. Witchcraft. Uh, witchcraft. Yeah, Witchcraft. Yeah, that's so what it I is. like that place. Um, so, yeah. So, Witchcraft is very, very good, and it's right around the corner. And it can get a little busy when you go during the peak of lunchtime, but it's a really wonderful spot if you're going, you know, slightly before noon or slightly after one. It's a wonderful spot to just kind of get away and you'll still see, you know, WWDC attendees there, but it'll be a lot less crowded than, than Moscone. Additionally, and this is going to sound crazy, but I really mean it. There is an unbelievably good food court in the Westfield Mall, in the basement of the Westfield Mall, which is again right around the corner. Have you been there, Mike? I have a couple of times. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite WWDC stories of all time is on my first WWDC, which was 2011, I was going to go to lunch with Marco. This should sound familiar already. Well, he had said, well, I'm going to try to meet up with this guy um, that you might have heard of, Merlin Mann, and I'm going to see if, if if he wants to go to lunch. And, you know, if you want to tag along, that's fine. And, if, and so I said, well, sure. I mean, I, I didn't know Merlin's work well at this point, but I certainly heard of him and I knew he was really awesome. So I was like, well, that sounds great. Well, come to find out that um, Merlin was meeting up with uh, with a guy that he knew that very long story, slightly shortened, actually lived in Richmond. <laughs> and I had no idea who this guy was. But um, the four of us went to lunch at the Westfield uh, food court. And 
it was amazing. Merlin had recommended the uh, tri-tip sandwich at shoot. I forget the name of the little barbecue joint in there, but um, it's this really good barbecue barbecue joint. The tri-tip sandwich is phenomenal. And Merlin and Marco and my friend Eric and, and I, we all had lunch together. We ran into the guy that writes Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R, Silvio, is that right? Something like that. Um, yeah. Went to lunch with him. It was one of the most awesome lunches I've had at WWDC. And it was after that lunch that Marco and Merlin decided to buy John Syracuse a toaster. That was oh, the lunch. Oh, see, I didn't know that first bit. Mm-hmm. So it was on their on their on our way out of that lunch. That's why we were we were already in the mall, and that's when they went to Nordstrom's <laughs> to buy John a toaster. Then they carried the toaster to Moscone. We got on the phone with John and said, "Come downstairs, come downstairs, come downstairs," which he was not happy about because he was already sitting in a session. But then we presented the toaster to John, and then Merlin took the toaster back to Nordstrom's to ship to his house. <laughs> so um, it was. Oh, that's how that happened. Mm-hmm. I always wondered how he got it there. Yep. It was unbelievable. And and the, the reason I bring all this up, it's not, believe it or not, to a five-minute humble brag. Well, it may have been, but that wasn't the intention. The reason I bring this up is because Marco said to me, hey, I'm going to, a lot, going to lunch with a friend of mine, but you know what? Don't worry about it. You can tag along. And that made me kind of uncomfortable because I don't want to oppose or impose is the word I'm looking for. I don't want to impose on anyone. I didn't want to like invite myself on to that lunch and... Even though Marco had invited me, I still kind of felt a little, I don't know, like squishy about it. I can't think of a better word, but I felt like, geez, am I imposing? Am I part of this lunch that I I probably shouldn't have gone along with? Like, even though Marco was inviting me, maybe he was just being nice. And and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And oh my goodness, I'm so glad I did because that was one of the coolest lunches I've ever been on in my entire life. So if you get yourself swept up in one of these situations, not necessarily with Merlin Mann, for gosh sakes, it could be with Joe Schmo or Susie Smith or whatever. Just go with it because you never know what will come from it. So I agree with that 100%. You've got to sometimes throw a little bit of caution to the wind and just just go with it. Like do things like that that you might not necessarily do usually, you know? Yep. You might not necessarily be the person that would do something like that, but be that person. Absolutely. Now, uh, we're talking about social stuff. I want to talk about parties and like the nightlife. Okay. Before we do that, I want to thank our second sponsor. This week's episode of Analog is brought to you by Uni, a wood-fired oven that is fast, portable, and affordable. Uni takes only 10 minutes to heat up and just two minutes to cook a pizza. You can just about use that time in between pizzas to get the next one ready, but you have to stay on it because Uni is super fast. It weighs only 22 pounds, so Uni is this fantastic little oven. It weighs just 22 pounds. You can easily find space for it in any garden or outside space. You can take it on a camping trip with you. You can take it to the park. It's super affordable too. If you want to get yourself a big wood-fired oven that you want to put in your garden, that can cost like a th- upwards of $1,000, but Uni is less than $300. And it's actually a key factor of Uni's design. They want it to be available to everyone. I love the way the thing looks, this little metal thing. It's got this great chimney that comes out of it, and you feed it these little wood pellets. That's like where the the source of the fire comes from. It's a source of energy. They're like these green, compact things. They come from managed forests. That's something that's really important to the guys at Uni, and I think it's a really nice type of thing to put in there. And I've been, I actually uh, went to Christian and uh, Darina's house. They're the people behind Uni. They're a husband and wife team. And we had pizza there. Me and my girlfriend went along and we had some pizza. Um, I went out and Christian showed me how to 
cookies and uni, and it's, it's incredible. You put you put the pizza in this thing that's called a peel, which is like what you use to slide under a pizza to turn it around and to get it out of the oven. So you put it on, you slide the peel out, you close the little door. After a minute, you open it, bring it out and turn it around again, close it for a minute, and it's done. It's incredible. I was so impressed by this little thing. The pizza that came out of it was was just brilliant. Like it was as good as, as any pizza I've had from any wood fired oven. Um, I was just so so impressed with it, uh, and I think that if you are a person that likes to cook pizza and you maybe like to entertain and that kind of thing, it's the perfect type of thing for you. Uni ships worldwide. They have free shipping in most places in the US and the UK. Uh, recently, Uni has been so popular that they're completely sold out. But if you pre-order one now and you use the code Freedom Friday, or one word, <laughs> you'll get either thirty dollars or twenty pounds off, depending on where you're shipping from. Um, and they'll have one shipped out to you as soon as they're back in stock, which is probably around the end of May, early June. They could, they'll get them out as soon as they can. So don't forget, you want to use the code Freedom Friday, and you will be able to grab yourself a great discount on an uni. That's u u n i dot net to find out more this is a really great product and if if you're hearing this and you are are at all interested go check it out because you won't be disappointed thank you so much to uni for supporting relay fm yeah that really sounds awesome i i gotta get me one of those um they're fun they're really fun before we talk about parties i had a thought which really means i saw something in the show notes that you wrote and i'm gonna steal it as though it's my own um you you had written in the show notes after you had talked about having talking points or questions, it says in the show notes, listen to what people say and respond to it. And I'd like to build on that a little bit more and give you a tip that Aaron said to me. And granted, this is not that remarkable a thought, but I just had never thought of it until Aaron had said it to me. She'd said, you know what? If you're ever in a position where you're not really sure what to say, ask people something about themselves because there is not a person in this world that will not talk about themselves. Doesn't mean they're jerks. Doesn't mean they're they're self-obsessed or anything like that. It's just, it's easy to talk about yourself. So if you're ever in a position where you're not really sure what to say and to keep the conversation moving forward, ask somebody about themselves. You know, oh, is this your first trip to San Francisco? Oh, it's not. Okay, well, what was your favorite thing that you've done in the past? Or, oh, you tr- I didn't realize you travel so much. Oh, in that case, well, where's the favorite your favorite place to have visited? Granted, that's veering away from the kind of safe, geeky stuff. But that being said, it's a very good way to keep the conversation moving forward. And and I am really grateful to Aaron for having told this, said that to me years ago. Because if I'm if I'm paying attention and, and I'm thinking about what I'm doing, that is the easiest way to make someone feel good is to ask them about themselves. That's a great. That's a top tip. Top tip from Aaron by proxy. Anyway, let's talk about some parties. So I wanted to, to call out some specific parties. Okay. That, okay. Um, and some things that are going on and that are around. So like one, if you have a ticket for them, great. Or if you can get a ticket for them, also great. But they're kind of like some of the cornerstones of the WWDC experience. The talk show is always good fun. Um, tickets are sold out. Oh, they are? <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they appear to be. I tried when I was doing the show preparation for this a day or two ago. I took a look and they were unavailable. Yep, registration is. Yep, they are sold out. So if you have a ticket, great. This is a good one because it's an open bar. Uh, it's a fun night. Uh, my advice, if you're going, is to stand at the back. Don't sit down. Interesting. That is my that is my top tip. 
especially if you are there with a friend or two. Why do you say that? Because if you're sitting down, you're just stuck sitting down. Like, you're just sitting and watching. But my favorite thing is standing up at the back. You can talk to people. You can have a laugh. Like, you can watch the show. You can make comments about it. If you're sitting down, you might disrupt people around you if you do that. Stand. I always stand. I stand at the back with some friends and can have a chat and have a laugh and stuff like that. Plus, you can go get more drinks at the open bar. Now that's like, a top tip. <laughs> that's what I'm first, talking about. First time I went to the talk show party, I I uh, got myself in a fun situation, which ended up me singing karaoke uh, later oh, in the evening. Okay. At the beard bash, because I maybe took a little bit too much of an advantage of the open bar. <laughs> uh, but it's a it's a good one and that is my top tip is to stand at the back i hope that now i don't basically see like 50 people standing at the back and then i realize that they're all listeners of analog by all means sit down because if you sit down you can get a good view of the show and if you really really want to go to just see the talk show great but um i i go there because it's fun to watch it and there's always like a bunch of people there that i can get to talk to or whatever and that's a fun one so you will be going this year you do have a ticket I have a ticket for the talk show, yeah. Same here. Um, the same for the App Camp fundraiser. It's also sold out, but I think this is going to be a good one. I think this is a really important one to attend. Um, I know that you guys have, have sponsored this. That's right. Uh, the reason I think it's going to be important is because the whole point of the App Camp fundraiser is quite a hot topic right now, um, which partly you are this isn't the right words, but like to blame for, which is great. Um, Because I think it's something that people should be talking about and people are talking about it, right? So which is like gender equality and technology. Um, So I think that this, this time, maybe more than any other time, this is a great time to go to the AppCamp fundraiser because it is going to be a place for people to have discussions about this type of thing. And I think that's going to be really great. Um, And I think it's going to help make even more awareness than ever for this type of stuff. So I think that is going to be a, a, a good place to be, um, to, to have some conversations that, that are interesting and, and open-minded and thoughtful. And obviously, you have you you guys must feel that way. So, I mean, what do you want to say about the App Camp? Yeah, so to be a little more specific about um, App Camp, so App Camp for Girls is a organization that I always fumble through the description. I got to work on my elevator pitch, but um, basically what they do is they try to promote um, software development amongst young women and really girls, hence App Camp for Girls, and try to grab them when they're young and and encourage them to do things that really they're perfectly capable of doing. But a lot of times and in a lot of ways, society kind of hints to them that this isn't for them, which is BS. It's totally BS. So App Camp for Girls is this wonderful organization that puts on these camps where they teach young girls how to write iOS apps. And I, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, Gene McDonald, who I think is is absolutely a friend of our show and, and most of the podcasts in our little bubble, um, Gene is just wonderful. And she's not the only person that that does App Camp, but, but she is in many ways kind of the figurehead. Um, she is wonderful. The organization is wonderful. And like Mike was saying, ATP is sponsoring um, is one of the headline sponsors, if not the only headline sponsor for the uh, for the fundraiser this year, which is the happy hours being put on. Um, by WWDC Girls, which is another great organization that's about that's for women that are attending WWDC. Um, I misspoke, by the way. It's not sold out. Oh, excellent. So you said you are going. Is that correct? I am going. Okay, yeah. and I will be there as well. 
So here's a great way, if you want an excuse to meet us and you happen to be in San Francisco, whether or not you're going to um, WWDC, please, please, please uh, go ahead and try to make it out for this fundraiser. I can't say enough good things about it. And additionally, it's one of those situations where you have to pay for a ticket, but it's a suggested donation of $20. We're not going to do $20, listeners. We're going to do a lot more than that. If you can afford 25, do 25. If you can afford 50, do 50. If you can afford to go into triple digits because you're crazy, do triple digits because that's what you should do. And um, and that I cannot recommend it enough. It's a wonderful, wonderful organization. And I, I'm I'm just kind of repeating myself now, but that's how passionate I am about it. I really think you should try to make it out if you can. So uh, go go pick up a ticket before they sell out. And or do what I do or did. Uh, I paid twenty dollars for my ticket, but I then set up a monthly uh, fundraising. Oh, look at you! You're even better. For App Camp, top tip. We, and you can do that on their website, which is what I decided to do, because um, I thought I could throw a bunch of money at it now, or I could make this something that I forget about every single month, and that's awesome because then I will be paying money to App Camp forever. Yeah, that's right? and that's you can so set awesome. that up on their website. Um, and you should. So I, I don't give them a ton of money every month, but I give them an, I give them money every month now, and that makes me feel good. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm doing something. Um. So you should. Uh. But that's going to be a good one. So like a lot of the parties, right? You, um. I know you like you overlap them and stuff like that, or you skip stuff. This is one I'm not skipping. Like for sure. This is one that's that's locked in on the calendar. Oh, that's yeah. Not, it's, things things overlap. I cannot I cannot say enough good things and. And yeah, I mean, things will happen and you just got to make it out to what you can. But no matter what party you end up at, it's going to be good and you're going to find like-minded people there. Now, Mike, how would you find more parties if you wanted to? So one of the things that's crazy about WWDC is there are things being added all the time. There are lunches, there are dinners that are paid for by companies, there are meetups, there are parties, there's all sorts. And I found a couple of resources on ways to find parties. One is the at WWDC parties Twitter account, which will be in our show show notes uh, at relay.fm slash analog slash 42, as well as an app that I found called the WWDC party app. Right, so there are a couple of ways for you to see what's going on party-wise. Mm-hmm. But this isn't it. There's also a couple of conferences happening this year. Wait, before we go there, actually, a quick thought. Um, another way to find out about parties and goings-on and things um, things of that nature, just follow people that you like that are going to WWDC. I was going to say yeah. admire, but it's not even necessarily people that you admire, just people you like. Follow those that are going to WWDC, and oftentimes they'll tweet, hey, I'm going to, uh, what was the sandwich place? I already lost it again. Witchcraft. Thank you. Hey, I'm going to Witchcraft for lunch. If you want to join me, come on over. And these may or may not be people you know, but you can say, hey, I'm Casey. I saw your tweet. I just, I thought it'd be neat to grab lunch. You know, uh, this is what I do for a living. And so just following the people that are going to WWDC is another great way of finding out about the goings-on. So just another quick tip. So I'm sorry, Mike. You were starting to say no, no. about other conferences, which are also excellent. But before I get to those, I want to mention <laughs> on, what you just, on what you just said. We're not This year, we don't have an official Real AFM meetup planned. Um, we were trying to look at venues and stuff like that. We've not been able to find anything um, that that we've been comfortable doing without being there or that we could find a price or availability that we wanted. So 
this year we're going to look for places for next year, right? So we can think about that and book something as soon as we can for next year. Um, but what we will be doing is exactly that. So I'll be making a point, we'll be making a point of saying, hey, bunch of us are at this bar or at this hotel bar or this sandwich place, come and say hi. To, like so if anybody wants to meet me or any of the other people that are at relay like we you know we always try and make ourselves available but this time i'm gonna make a try and make a more concerted effort than before to like publicly say where i am um, rather than just being happy to talk to people uh when 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 i see them around yep um and let me continue to build off that we're never going to get to these other conferences but nope. <laughs> um let me ask you a question then I'd like you you to ask me as well. If somebody sees you in the streets of San Francisco or sees you at a at a party or sees you at lunch or what have you, are you receptive to them saying hi? Are there any rules that you'd like to put out there or anything like that? Um, how do you feel about people coming up to you, even if you haven't necessarily said, um, yes, please come meet me? Best thing you can do is wear one of my T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> because you do that and and you're going to get a hug okay yep that's true uh, i am also a hugger so just warning you now uh-huh um i in these scenarios i just i want i want to talk to people like wwdc it's a time when i want to talk to people if i'm asleep somewhere if you see me asleep on a sofa don't wake me up that never <laughs> happens but just on the off chance that that is something that you see leave me to sleep uh, but other than that feel free come over and say hi i i would love to uh if you've listened to this show try out some questions on me uh and see and see we could see where we get through from to from there but i, I love it i i love talking to people at, at wwdc it's one of my favorite things um because anything if anything it, it makes me think that people love me which is always a good feeling yep so to to build on that and answer for myself Everything Mike just said, that applies to me. The only thing I will say is please forgive me if I'm kind of short and tell you I have to go somewhere because genuinely, hand on heart, WWDC week is extremely busy for all of us, really, but especially for me. And it may not be that I have enough time to have like a 20 minute conversation with every single person I meet. And I hope that doesn't come across conceited. I, I really don't mean it that way. All I'm saying is, I genuinely would love for you to come up and say hi. I would love for you to tell me that you've heard even two minutes of Analog or ATP, let alone if you happen to listen to all of them. Um, but if if on the off chance I'm running between things, and I think this is true for Mike as well, please don't be offended or bothered if, if we say, hey, it's so great to meet you, but I really got to run. And also, if I'm hurrying somewhere, don't be afraid to say hi. Just understand if i have to go and hurry to where i was going shortly thereafter completely agree excellent okay so let's talk about these other conferences quickly before we run out of time um layers i'm gonna be at layers um i think registration is closed for layers now but i think that's going to be a fun one this could be an interesting addition to the conference calendar yep this this looks just unbelievably good um i know jesse char in passing um uh, I, I've hung out with her a handful of times and she is excellent and awesome. Um, what is the other woman who is doing this? Ellen something? Is that right? She, Elaine. Elaine. Thank Elaine you. Elaine Powell. I don't know Elaine, but if she's a friend of Jesse's, then I can assure you that she's, she probably knows her stuff. This uh, attendee list sounds amazing. This conference sounds wonderful. I am somewhat bummed that I'm going to be missing out on it. I am extremely thankful to have a WWDC ticket, but... 
I think that there's going to be some amazing stuff happening at Layers. And if you if you happen to find a ticket some way, somehow, you should grab it. And Mike, uh, I'm going to be quizzing you about all the incredible sessions you'll be seeing. Yeah, this, like, you know, it's one of those things I, I didn't, I really feel like, as you mentioned, WWDC is super busy. I never even go to WWDC, but I feel like I'm always really busy. So I, I when I first heard about Layers, I was like, I'm not even sure if I'm like, if I can do this. I haven't got the time. But then when the all the presenters started being announced, I was like, there's people on here that I really, really want to see. If I go to a small handful of some of these talks, it will probably end up being worth it. So I'm just going to go for it. Yep. So I decided to go for it. All right, what else is going on? So there's also AltConf. Um, I've never been to AltConf, but it's it's been around for the longest, and basically it's the alternative conference. Yep. It's a bunch of really interesting talks. Um, also free, isn't it? I believe it's free. I'm almost positive it's free. It's like a first come first serve thing, I believe. And if I'm wrong, then uh, blame somebody else. But I so think this is true. from the tickets page. Although AltConf has been completely free for the past four years, some participants in recent years have requested paid tickets because of the high demand. This year, a limited number of paid tickets are available at three hundred dollars each. Hero supporter tickets will provide guaranteed seating to speaker sessions, a swag bag, and a reason for your employer to approve your attendance. So they are free, but there are some limited paid tickets. Which I believe are all gone now as per Doug Beal. But the point is, it is it is free. And um, and again, I've heard, I haven't been to AltConf because I've been at WWDC, but I've heard nothing but wonderful things about it. So you should definitely check it out. There's some great uh, speakers there, um, as always. Uh, they have a really interesting format. Uh, but something that's kind of dovetailing from that, uh, Release Notes, which is a podcast and an upcoming conference that I'm going to be speaking at. Um, which I'm really excited about later this year. They are teaming up with the AltConf guys and girls to put on a... Um, they're basically doing a viewing room and they're going to be sharing the keynote and a bunch of sessions uh, all throughout the week at the AltConf venue. And that's, that's, a, so that's a really cool thing. So maybe if you don't have a ticket and you want to go watch some session videos and the, the keynote stuff with some like-minded people... You can go to uh, you can go and watch them there, um, which is really really cool. I think that's a very nice thing to to have, and it's a cool thing to have because I uh, watched the keynote last year at an event that Twitter were putting on um, in conjunction with Singleton, and it was amazing to watch it in a room of people. And I'm not sure where I will be watching it this year, but there's a strong chance that I will be watching it um, at the release notes room. That's excellent. I didn't know they were doing that, so that's a really awesome idea. Additionally, uh, I should have brought this up earlier. I don't know why I didn't think of it, but I'm glad that you had it in the show notes, Mike. Um, my my friend Adam Swindon. Do you know Adam, Mike? Have you met? I do know Adam. Okay, I wasn't sure. Which is why I put it in there. <laughs> excellent. No, it's not just your friend. Yeah, our friend God. Adam. God, I'm I'm so needy, and it's it's mm -hmm. like I own him or something. But uh, anyway, our friend Adam, your countryman, Adam Swindon. Mm -hmm. um, he always puts together a really great attendee list, and um, this year is no exception. He has that at his website. We'll put a link in the show notes. And um, additionally, Mike, you you reminded me that he has a Slack group this year which yep. is another really awesome way. Like I was saying earlier about following people on Twitter um, that are also going, well, that you can get that list of people from his Slack, or excuse me, from his attendee list. And you can also join the Slack group and, uh, and chat about it there. So those are two really excellent ways to uh, see who else is going. And uh, Adam is really awesome. I hope 
I don't remember if he has a ticket this year or not, but in years when he does have a ticket, he will also put together a Spotify playlist of the session music that go that 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 they put on in between each session, um, which is also excellent to listen to. So um, you should pester Adam about that if he does have a ticket. But uh, you can check out all the does. Oh, he does. Excellent. Okay. It's in his little blog post. This year, fortunately, I am one of the lucky few who got a ticket. So I've decided to create another attendee list as of previous years. Because he even does it when he's not there, yep. which I think is awesome. It is extremely awesome. Um, there are, And uh, Doug B. on the chat is also saying that there are core intuition and NS brief Slack channels, groups, etc. that you can also join that are talking about WWDC. Basically, you can go on WWDC Overload if you so choose. And uh, to go back to Adam Swindon, if he doesn't put together that Spotify playlist, please encourage him to do so and tell him that I sent you just so he gets doubly annoyed um, and then is forced to do it. So, Mike, any uh, final thoughts about WWDC? It's a fantastic week. And if you're going to be there, just enjoy it because it's just it's just a ton of fun. It really, really is a ton of fun. I, I cannot agree with you more. Um, I don't like spending... Um, I don't like spending that week away from Aaron and I am genuinely a little worried about what it's going to be like to spend it away from Declan. Um, actually Sean Blanc, uh, said to me the other day, how are you going to spend a week away from your kids? I can't do it. And I don't know. And I'm actually genuinely scared about it. But that being said, with those caveats aside, of the weeks of the year that I don't spend with Aaron, which, of which there's only a couple, WWDC week is by far my favorite. And it was my favorite after my first WWDC in 2011 when genuinely nobody knew who the hell Casey List was. So uh, it's doubly awesome now that I'm sort of kind of a celebrity in this little click in this little circle. But even before that, it was one of my favorite times a year. It is such a wonderful time. Do the best you can to make of it the most you can and just enjoy it because gosh, is it fun. All right. Do you want to relay your feels very quickly? Yeah. Well, before we do that, let me thank uh, our relay your feels sponsor, and that's our friends over at Red Hat. So maybe it's not news that supported open source software is now widely accepted at the highest levels of enterprise computing, but the extent of adoption is probably broader than you think, and most of the open source running in elite data centers is Red Hat. And it's more than just Red Hat Enterprise Linux too. Red Hat offers storage solutions, cloud computing, and everything you need for application development, all open source and all enterprise grade. Their stats are eye-opening. Red Hat runs in every executive department of the U.S. federal government, every airline, telecom giant, and healthcare company in a Fortune Global 500, the New York Stock Exchange, and every commercial bank in the Fortune 500 too. In fact, more than 90% of all of the companies in the Fortune 500 use Red Hat for everything from the critical to the routine. The only thing that's really surprising is how many people, people who know a lot about technology, don't know this. It's almost as if Red Hat snuck in, got comfortable, and quietly transformed the technology business without even making a fuss. Sometimes the most disruptive technology is the stuff that nobody notices at first. To find out more about how Red Hat is quietly redefining enterprise technology, visit redhat.com. Red Hat. Build on it. Run with it. Count on it. I cannot believe that Red Hat is sponsoring a show that I'm on. Like, that's so weird. It's so amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you had told Minnie Casey years ago that uh, that Red Hat would be sponsoring uh, this internet radio show that he's that he's speaking on, he would have laughed in your face and said, not possible. Yep. 
amazing. And that kind of actually segues us nicely into our Relay Your Feels for tonight. Indeed. So, Lex Roten, do you ever have any living in the future moments? And he gave an example. He went to the cinema. He'd already bought tickets via the Path app. I don't know what that is. Path, P-A-T-H-E app. Passbook popped up with a digital ticket, scanned code, and two seconds later, tickets rolled out of the machine. Casey, do you have any examples of like living in the future type stuff? Oh, gosh. I'm sure I do, although put on the spot like this. I can only think of a couple of them. Um, Apple Pay, every time. Amazing. It's the future, man. It's it's just ridiculous. Um, the other thing that I'm slowly getting really into that I think is living in the future is um, home automation. And I'm using automation in, in pretty big air quotes here because you can go crazy with actual, like, honest-to-goodness automation. And I'm not really talking about that. But there was a time recently when my sister-in-law really needed to get something out of our house. I think she had either left something there or borrowed it or something like that. And Aaron and I, I think we're here at my mom and dad's. And that's, again, 45 minutes away um, from where we are. And and my sister-in-law, she really needed something. She was like at our house when she called saying, hey, can you guys open the door? Because I need something. And we're like, well, no, we're in, we're, we're, we're way far away. We're 45 minutes away. Wait a second. Yes. Yes, we can open the door. What had happened was a few months prior, and I, I put up a blog post about this uh, when it happened, I had ordered this magical box that basically is a bridge from your Wi-Fi to your garage door opener. So I have an app on my iPhone that I can open and close my garage door from anywhere that has internet. And so here I was in my mom and dad's house, and I said, okay, just don't move, hold on. And I boop, boop, boop went on my iPhone and raised the garage door for her so she could she could go in the house, which I just thought was amazing. Um, and granted, it's silly, but I thought it was really cool. So, Mike, what about you? Any good examples? Um, I think the biggest one for me uh, would have to be when I, when I use a mobile boarding pass with a plane. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I arrive, like, the British Airways terminal in Heathrow is is fantastic for this like you arrive at the terminal and it's the boarding pass pops up you go to the the bag drop you leave your bag like you give the 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 flight checkout attendant uh your phone and your passport and they do everything you need to do they give you your phone back you go to the gate you scan your phone on the little thing and then you're in like it's just that that little thing for me is so great and then you can like use you can like use passbook to like check for an update on the uh, on the flight information, I'm really looking forward to um, being able to do this stuff with my Apple Watch and see what that's like. Unfortunately, I'm not flying with British Airways, my favorite airline. I'm flying with United Airlines because I'm going to Memphis first, and they won't do that flight for me. So I'm flying all with United. So I'm expecting they probably have a similar deal. Do you know? Do you know if United Airlines do passbook uh, and all that stuff? I don't know. Uh, I don't fly often enough that I'm 100% sure about these things. And the one thing I will note, and I'm sure you've heard about this, Mike, is a lot of people have been saying that a lot of the like passbook uh, mobile boarding pass scanners are built in such a way that they're designed to have a mobile phone stuck under them, but are, there's not enough clearance to put an entire hand and wrist under them. 
And so people have been having problems where they're they're you know walking up with their Apple Watch trying to get onto a plane or what have you, and they have to actually get their phone out. You know, travesty of travesties. They actually they actually have to get their phone out in order to scan the boarding pass because there's only like a one inch gap between I don't know like the the base of the desk and the the scanner that's mounted onto the desk that you cannot move. So I would caution you there, but um. But no, that brings up a really good example to piggyback on that, that the first time or the last, was it the last time I went to WWDC? It doesn't matter. The first time I went to WWDC where Passbook was a thing and rather than saying, oh, my name is Casey Liss and they have to go like look me up and blah, blah, blah. I just flashed up my phone and, and they had a scanner that read the QR code on my phone. That was living in the future. Now, granted, it's Apple using Apple technology, but still, that was just amazing. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And again, to build on that, we went to a concert a couple of weeks ago, and I was that guy that walked up and had the, had the ticket attendant dude scan my watch. He looked at me like I had 12 heads. Don't care. It was awesome. <laughs> well, you know, he probably was just dazzled by your beauty. That's that. definitely what it was, for sure. Cool. I think it comes to the end. I hope people have enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, you can listen to it, getting ready for WWDC plan or any other conference, really. Yeah, this is this is good fodder, but it, it's it's good to know. It's good stuff to know. Any there are some things you can take from this for any kind of social experience that yep. you you get yourself into. I think. Agreed. Right, so that brings us to the end of this week's episode. We have a great list of show notes this week over at relay.fm slash analog slash forty two. So you can uh, you can add a, you can uh, go and take a look and uh, have a read and a peruse of the things that you will find there. <laughs> um, if you want to find us online, uh, Casey is at Casey List C A S E Y L I S S. Oh, I didn't do the normal one. I have to do that again. <laughs> I'm all confused. C A S E Y L I S S. That feels better. That feels much better. Excellent. So you can find Casey's uh, writing on the Twitter there, and you go to CaseyList.com. And you'll find his writing on his blog. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. And we'll be back next time with another episode of Analog. Until then, say goodbye, Casey Liss. See you later, Mike.